This is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hello again, Pastor Chris Matthews, a man who loves God and finds him very baffling. Indeed, and Dr. Pete, who uh, rather than um, baffle them with uh, other stuff, would <laughs> prefer to dazzle them with uh, displays <laughs> of facts and figures. I thought you were going to say, and hello, Dr. Pete, who baffles God, but I don't think I do. Well, I don't know, maybe. No, he, I think he knows a fair bit. <laughs> um, the baffling's I, gone. This is one of the baffling things for me. Right. One of the baffling things for me, because I, I came to a church that loves waving their hands and happy clappy. Um, late in life because um, my my wife was a part of a church that did that and we got married and she said, come to my church. And I went, oh, God, it's one of them. Uh, So I found myself in a Pentecostal church and um, it's it's been fine, by the way. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's been been good. I'm okay. Um, I I still do like a little of the traditional stuff and the the old hymns and the the liturgical prayer. I still find a place for them now that I understand what they're doing and stuff. One of the things that I have found to be interesting and I think one of the things that I think all churches need to question the value and the place of is the prophecy. Mm-hmm. With Particularly when you have, and, and I've written adverts for you know prophetic speakers coming from around the world and bringing the power of God and healing. You know, And I, say, I almost sound like I'm mocking it, but I kind of am because I'm not sure how much... I believe that that is a valuable thing. Let me drop that one on you first. Is prophecy in a church like that a valuable thing? Yes. All right. Now, <laughs> uh, well, put it this way: Paul would say yes. Yeah. The apostle Paul, not my brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he might. Um, he actually uh, he talks about the gifts of the spirit, mm-hmm. and, and uh, one of the the Odd things he says, especially for, for Pentecostals who love the idea that speaking in tongues is very important. But mm. he said, uh, "I would rather that you prophesied." Okay. Um, now I think our, our understanding—you actually remind me very much of a guy who came into our church late in life, got married, and um, struggles with some of the the Pentecostal yeah. things. So yeah. that's that's quite amazing. Mm. Um, uh, but I think. W- when we talk about prophecy in the New Testament, we get confused with prophets in the Old Testament. In the Testament. Old Testament, yes. Um, and okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I, I personally have prophesied over people, mm. but very, very rarely, like on one hand, can I count the times when I felt inspired by what I would say was the Spirit of God to actually prophesy mm. A definitive course of action, okay, or a yes, definitive yes. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, so, um, so something with something with solid something parameters, con- con- concrete. Yes, yeah, 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 something yeah, yeah. concrete. Because I, I had here a note here: um, uh, people who prophesy that you will do such and such. Is that a good thing for people to hear? So if they say, you know, you're going to go and have a great life, or you're going to be a very powerful person, or you, you know, you're these, I would say, somewhat wishy-washy. Mm. They're almost like. They're almost like um, Chinese fortune cookie kind of prophecies as opposed to you are going to go to Melbourne and this and this and this, you know, something really concrete. Yeah. Right? And I can, and that, that to me is the difference, yeah, between the Old Testament where, where God says go and set fire to that pile of wood. You know, that's, that's different to uh, God wants you to have a valuable life. You know, uh, 
Yes. Is there a different what, – what's happening in that space there? It, it, it's, it's one of those weird spaces mm. um, that I think the, the checking point whenever you pray for someone, mm. prophesy over them a word of knowledge, any of any spiritual gifts is to look at is there anything for me in what I do? Am as, I doing, as the one who is delivering yeah, the message. Am I doing this right? to look good? Yeah. Am I doing this because – I actually want to steer them in a particular direction and it'd be good to tell them that God did it. Yeah. Um, which I guess for a lot of people would be quite attempting. It's, you know, it's, for pastors, that's a great thing to do to members. Of, if you want them to behave, you just basically prophesy it's, it's, over them and tell yeah, them. It's and an the, interesting parenting call. Yeah, and yeah. The, well, I would, I would actually call it a form of abuse. Yeah, um, okay. And uh, To say God has told me that. And so yeah. one has one before one even in, indulges in the idea that God has chosen you to speak to someone mm. about um, their life or mm. whatever. I, I think you really do have to pray about it, check check your motives, and be very careful yeah. in that. And I think I've heard you say before too when when you feel that God says He wants you to tell somebody something, shut up, don't mm. just. Mm. And if it has to come out, it will come out. But yeah. I also know, and, and you're right, so many, particularly women I know, so many girls who've had, this guy told me that God said he was going to marry me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, how, yeah, I yeah. love that cringe on that, your face. It's, that is, so, it's oh. like, oh, no, that's, that's not God talking. Mm. That's no, probably hormones. Only, yeah. only once have I ever had somebody come to me and say, you prophesied that I will do something and it happened. Yeah. And that, that happened and, the, and this is where... Yeah, you talk about what sort of space this is. Mm. We were in a church prayer meeting, mm. and I was praying privately mm. in a, a, an area of the room, mm. and I was praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. And this girl came up to me and asked how I knew Greek. She was a Greek girl. Oh, and, and you I were said, speaking Greek. I said, I, no, I no. don't speak Greek. I'm sorry. <laughs> she said, you just spoke very clearly in Greek that I was going to go to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence. And I yeah. said, well, that's great. Are you planning to go to Melbourne? She said, no. <laughs> a week later she came and told me that she wow. had got a job okay. offer in Melbourne in and Melbourne. moved to Melbourne. Now, was it because she was Greek? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne yeah. Um, yeah. And so if you ask me what sort of space it is, yeah. I mean, yeah. scary. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's like – Well, I'm, you didn't even hear what you were saying no. and I guess that's a really good sign. Um, and – but also I, I, I have come to recognise that the idea of prophecy in the New Te- Testament is actually more about encouragement. Mm. And so, Okay, okay. Uh, when you, and this is why, because I think a lot of people uh, shy away from prophecy because there's mm. the Old Testament thing, you know, false prophets should be put to death and stuff like this. Mm. Uh, whereas the New Testament, Paul actually says we prophesy in part, we know in part. Yeah. So when you're speaking over somebody, some of that knowledge about what you're saying comes from the fact that you know something you know them, about yeah. them. Mm. Uh, and so th- this idea of you being prophesying something specific then mm. becomes uh, very dangerous because mm. you know something. So a, prophesi- a prophecy that comes from your interaction with God based on something that you also know a bit about, mm. I think you've got, it's got to adhere to some fairly strict parameters. Also it does suggest that, and, and I did joke earlier about, about parenting, you know, saying, you know, God has told me that you should go and tidy your room. There, there is an essence in which me as a parent telling my child that you need to do this, is a, it's that knowledge thing. We don't call it prophecy, hmm. but it is if you don't learn 
a job, you're not going to get employed. You know, if you yes. don't have a certain attitude to other people, no one's going to want yeah. to be your friend. If you, you know, yeah. that's not a prophecy. So if we turn, let's just do a, a practical example, if you like. Okay. If, if you've got somebody in your church, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, and uh, what happens a lot is people say, look, I can't find a job. Okay. Um, I, I've been searching high and low, mm. whatever, and I'll, I'll go away and they're, they're in my heart. And so I pray for them mm. all week. And, and at some point, and it doesn't always happen, I might really get a feeling that God's either put a scripture in my heart or a, a word to say. And I know it's them because I know they're looking for a job. Mm. But it, it's it's never, uh, you know, Pete, come out the front, uh, God says, yeah. apply for a job with IBM. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's more a, a question of, God knows you're looking for a job. Mm. I know you're looking for a job. Mm-hmm. What I heard from God was a, a, maybe a, a, a scripture or something, that he is with you, he's encouraging you. Yeah. Uh, you are worthy of the job that you're going to apply for. Mm. Have the confidence to do it. So in, in essence, it, it's really saying... Which could be that, just good parenting. Yeah, and a reminder that yeah. God is God is, is on your side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's it's a word of encouragement, if mm. you like, yeah. Um that the, yeah. anybody who – and you don't have to be a, a pastor to do that, but mm. it, the thing is that it's got to be <laughs> – exactly. it's not like – there's got to be no way that it can come back to me and say, oh, you are marvellous. You you prophesied such wonderful things. That you are yeah. a guru. Yeah. Um, uh, it needs to come back and say, well, you know what you said about God? You know, God came through for me. It was incredible. Yeah. That's where yeah. prophecy has and, power. And I think what you're touching on here is that, again, it comes back to everything seems to come back to that relationship with God. I, I teach, as you know, I teach creativity and, and how to survive creativity and the psychology of it, particularly one of the things about creativity, divergent thinking, is that making connections with things that are like something over here, something mm, over here. Yeah. As a creative thinker, if you allow your brain to do that, if you express methodologies that help you personally and for everyone it's different to make those divergent connections, you can effectively be more creative. Mm. What you've just expressed is exactly the same thing with a spiritual flavour. So I know that Jerry is looking for a job. I pray. I talk to God divergently my brain is going all over the place looking at all sorts of things, not thinking about Jerry at the moment, but then there's this scripture that I just read and click, click, Mm. click, they link together and all of a sudden I am being used as a conduit. Yes. So the prophecy is not because I have any great spiritual power but because I'm immersed in God's word Mm. and am allowing that to happen. You have an ability to link other people with God. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually a great definition of of prophesying over people which is 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 to actually be immersed enough in care for them something you know yeah uh the knowledge of of god's character and what he has and you can connect them with god by speaking what god wants for their lives into their life All right, just to wrap up this whole thing, we've, we've kind of worked out maybe what prophecy might be. Last last time we were together, we were talking about um, what, what compels us and what drives us and, and how that can be what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And this ties beautifully in with the whole concept of prophecy because I, I was jotting down some notes. I, 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 I jotted down here, isn't it a bit silly to ask God what we should be doing when he has already created within each of us a unique divine plan? Surely instead of asking God what, we just need to walk with him as we just do. 
So in that case, if we were to just walk and to be, you know, to do what we've got in us to do and be driven by the passions within us, would we need prophecy? No. I mean, uh, uh, you're describing pretty much a state of perfection in our relationship with God. That that would be the ideal way, I think, of us interacting with God is to have that that knowledge, that certainty, that calmness about our spirit that no matter what is happening to us in the world, mm. our, our knowledge that God has got this, mm. if you like, would overcome all of those worries. So it's okay for me to make salads or bake cakes or mow lawns because that's what, I've, that's what I get my joy from. Yes. That's, that's where my joy in God comes from. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and if, if we, I think the problem is that we, we're dissatisfied with their life. I mean, sometimes your life goes in the direction you sort of think, well, this isn't where I want to go. You get dissatisfied. And, mm. and, and the Bible tells us, you know, that we're to be content mm. in all situations, but not necessarily satisfied mm-hmm. with those situations. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's then where we, we think, okay, something's out of balance. Can I let me ask God how how to bring to bring, bring this back. back into balance? Yeah. And often it's it's you know, we've talked about imposter syndrome yeah. in in the past. Uh, often I think it's it's a question of sometimes we don't deserve we can ask deserve the the ability or the the, the favor to ask God things. Yeah. So we we struggle with our own guilt. We struggle with our own <laughs> uncertainties. Yeah. Um, I'm just a lawnmower. Why would God talk to me? Yes. That sort of thing. And as well. uh, yeah. you know, I should just plug on because you know God's not interested in in that mm. sort of thing. We we. Mm. we we, we, we make value judgments about what yeah. God's interested in. You know, sort of everything I think is yeah. fair, fair covers everything. Well, having said that, there is, as you've said, you know, sometimes it just doesn't feel we feel like we're out of place. We feel like, you know, and, and I know as an author, as a writer, yeah. when you're writing, everything you write is wrong until it's, until it's yes. finished or until it's been edited. It's, you spend most of your life, any artist, any creator spends most of their life with their work being rubbish. It's not good enough yeah. because it's not finished yet. Yes. You know? And yet that's God says, no, no. I don't yeah. look at creation. I mean, welcome to my life, says God. Yeah. But I think the call is then to walk with him even through our own pile of rubbish that we're making. Yes, and I think one of the important things that I need to make, especially when it comes to prophecy, but I think mm. it ties in with this whole walking with God thing, mm. is that we as Western Christians have this whole idea of a personal walk with God. Mm. Uh, God, I think, has far more of a picture of a community work with God. Walk mm-hmm. with God, um, because you know one of the other things it says in the New Testament, and I think it's very important to mention, is that if somebody prophesies over you, go and ask somebody else's opinion. Mm. It says, you know, get get it confirmed. Don't just take somebody's word for it because they've spoken over you. Mm. Go and find out. Go and ask Pete. What do you think, Pete? <laughs> Pete says oh, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Then think, well, okay, well, let's ask somebody else. And yeah. you know, it, it, it's not about you know, God speaking to you in the depths of your heart, and it's a secret mission that you've got. You know, should you mm. choose to accept it, get a second opinion. Yeah, get a second or even a third opinion. In fact, I think that's a really, really good point that you that you touched on there. Just to, just to wrap it up, that, that this whole thing of your life and what you do with your life and your your prophecy and what's being spoken over you it's not a secret no it's meant to be shared by everyone it's meant to be shouted from the rooftop sometimes yes and yeah. initially firstly by people you trust yeah but you know once you've once you've got that then yeah your expression of what god's got a plan for you shouldn't shouldn't be kept a secret you know we're a light on top of a hill so what do you reckon We'd love to hear what your questions might be. 
and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions. 